Hello there, Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to another episode of The Office ASMR, a sleepy time podcast to help you fall asleep and relax and enjoy. Tonight we are on Season 3, Episode 8, which is The Merger, aired November 16th, 2006. And, oh, what is this? All of my metadata about the directors and the writers is in here. Oh, look at that. Let me pull that up. I always like that information. It's because it's interesting to know, you know who worked on the episodes, who was the uh, director. You can start to see some trends around the way that the show was made. You know, when you've watched it for a tenth time through or more, you may have been watching it more. So here, let me. I'm just gonna pull this up in real time because I like to make these episodes a little bit longer than the show itself. The shows are about. 22 minutes per episode, uh, and I find, personally, you guys can tell me different, um, and let me just say, while I'm on the topic, uh, the feedback has been amazing, I think it's a very interesting time to be doing a podcast around helping people relax and disconnect from the outside world, uh, given all of the current environment and whether it's you know some of the twitter dms you guys have been sending uh the itunes ratings from what i understand it really helps get the show out there i don't really care Uh, i don't need that external validation personally but apparently if i want more people to know about the show that really helps and you guys have been amazing so thank you so much for all that feedback here So we're going to pull up information on the merger because I want to know who the director and the writers were. So we have directed by Ken Whittingham coming back in here and written by Greg Daniels, Brent Forrester. Uh, Yeah, because Ricky Gervais is listed here, but he's creator. So it looks like it was Greg Daniels and Brent Forrester. Brent Forrester. Filmography. The Office, King of the Hill, Love, Space Force. You know, I watched Space Force. I know you guys are hearing this like way after Space Force came out. I don't think I talked about it on the Diwali episode. If I did, uh, you know, I've been recently, so I don't, I can't really remember what I talked about in that episode. But I watched Space Force, and I, I can just make this my my overall review and thoughts on Space Force. It was super weak. I know I talked about Upload on the show, which is another Greg Daniels joint, right? Greg Daniels, creator of The American Office. Um, I don't know. There's something about Space Force that none of it really sits right with me. I love all of the components of it. I like Greg Daniels' work. You know, clearly The Office, um, Parks and Rec. I really liked Upload, really enjoyed Upload. And I think you can tell that, you know, Upload and he's talked about this in interviews, Upload was a real passion project for him that he had started even back when he was working on The Simpsons. I mean, it was a 20-year-old concept for him that he wanted to tackle. And the the universe was really thought through. Uh, The characters, like, there were some weird, there was some weirdness in it that was, you know, I I just took as, you know, first season kind of goofiness. Uh, But for the most part, I thought it was really, really well done. Space Force, like, I just didn't like what Steve Carell was doing. I didn't buy him as that character. And I can buy him as other characters. I mean, I, if you saw Foxcatcher, 
I thought he was a chameleon in that role. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I watched him in the Marwin movie, which he played, uh, you know, Welcome to Marwin when he was playing with the dolls. Like, I know Steve Carell is an incredible actor, and I, and oh, I watched him in the morning show. I bought him as that. I just it, I didn't like what he was doing in Space Force. It seems like a very and 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 you know the the components of the show that I'm talking about, like Ben Schwartz, love Ben Schwartz. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other the other actors that are in there. What? Oh my God, John Malkovich. John Malkovich is in in that show, and I don't I don't know what's going on. So Space Force. Uh, week week pass for me on that one I don't think I even finished the third episode like I, I really struggled to get through it and I'm not sure why but uh, anyway that's my two cents on Space Force and let's get back to the merger here so last episode the branch closed uh, Josh stabbed Dunder Mifflin in the back to go to Staples and instead of closing the Scranton branch, they closed the Stanford branch. And now we are merging the two offices together. Uh, so, like I said, November 16th. Uh, oh, yes. And also, always, please give me your feedback. I've made some changes to the show based on your feedback. Absolutely appreciated. And uh, one of those things is you guys seem to like that I remind you to set your sleep timers. So I'll make sure I repeat that as we get into every episode here. If there's anything else you want me to add, cut, change, uh, I have links to the Twitter account in the show notes if you want to go there. Um, the feedback, I can take feedback on iTunes reviews, but you know the Twitter DMs is probably the easiest one for me to keep track of things and uh, have you guys reach out. So I really appreciate that. So let's get into the episode here because I remember this as a just like a really interesting all-around uh, episode here. So we start off with Stanford. Everybody's kind of packing up. Andy Bernard made a tasteful hat for everybody. So Stanford, rip, little uh, gravestones on there. Hey, oh my. I've just been leaving in my yawns because it goes with the show. He wants to know all of Michael Scott's favorite movies, men's magazines, uh, information. And Andy thinks he's playing his cards close to the vest. And Andy says he will destroy Jim if he crosses him. So we're having Jim and Karen packing up here. High five to Karen. Karen's smitten with Jim, clearly. And Andy seems to be stealing a computer. We're back in the Scranton office with Toby coming in to talk to Pam, doing a run, and the way he wants to know is mile time, seven, seven minute miles. I don't think Toby runs a seven minute mile. Highly doubtful. Dwight lets it Pam know that he outran a black pepper snake and his speed is somewhere between a snake, a mongoose, and a panther. Now we have Pam outside of the office. Seems to be very chilly. He's going to run in a suit. Uh, he's now sprinting. And Pam, and am I being mean? 
I did just make him run around the building and I'm not timing him because this is a thermometer. And uh, he tried to put meters on the bathroom stalls to bring in money for the company. Three more laps to go. I don't know, man, seven minute miles. Oh. Now she heads back in to work and we enter the theme song as we go through our you know, a lot of this is season one. You got Michael uh Michael Dwin Dwim Dwim Dwight Dwight Jim Jim Dwight mm-hmm. Pam you got our classics BJ Novak one of the one of the main writers here. Excuse me, I drink some hot tea during the intro here. All right, we have Michael and Dwight heading around the office. Karen Ophelopele. I actually hear that. That's how I always hear her name. My family is doubling in size. I have a gigantic performance ahead of me. He's getting into his head in focus. Michael is very clearly ecstatic here. So they're heading around the office, uh, putting name tags everywhere. Dwight is suggesting that he fires Anthony Gardner before noon to consolidate power. And Dwight's explaining that in Japanese camp guards, when prisoners arrived, they would kill one person to show force and that he would be a great person to choose the person that they would kill. Great evening thought for you there, uh, Dwight. Now Pam comes back in with some big bags of food and tells Pam to set the conference room up like she is trying to impress a much older man that is out of her league. Pam seems very nervous about meeting Jim. Wearing like a very different kind of sweater outfit for her, for Pam's character. We have Amber coming in as her, as the first one from Stanford. Michael says, hey look, a lot of these people, this is the only, only family they have world's best dad on his mug. Tony Gardner gives him a bag, gift bag. It's interesting. I guess we're just, this seems so foreign for a company to have moved people. I guess we're just so far beyond when this would have been a normal thing. I mean, I was almost moved by two different companies, but hmm, I don't know. I guess it is more, it's about as cost effective for a company to move an employee like this versus hire more people. So that's why you got to perform. You got to perform and drive value. Karen comes in. Michael does some sort of robot impression. Take me to your leader. You're very exotic looking. Was your dad a GI? 
And that's the first impression of Michael Scott. Pam gives a great, like, sour face. Like, what are you doing, Michael? And Andy comes out with his sunglasses. And that he'll be the number two guy in six weeks. Now he's always... Always thinking ahead. One step, like a carpenter who builds stairs. You must be Andy Bernard. Aloha and welcome. And hello. Michael does his usual like uh, weirdness here. And Andy mirrors his personality. And calls him Mike. Nifty gifties. Nifty gifties. I like this guy, Andy. He's got this very likable way about him. Definitely one there. And now we've got Jim and Marvin. Is the name Marvin? Martin. Martin Ash. And... Michael says where all the slaves work and bites his tongue immediately. Hey, I'm Jim. I'm new here. Big hug from Pam. Very nice. Pam is so giddy. That was a huge hug. And Jim is also very giddy. Where does he stand with Pam? No idea. It's the talking head of Jim here. And they are friends. Always have been friends. That's where they stand. Dwight fact. I am older. I am wiser. Do not mess with me. And Jim looks right up at his forehead. Why are you looking at my forehead? So immediately they're right back into their uh, their old ways. Classic. And uh, Ryan a little power move struggle here between Ryan and Jim. And Jim Jim wearing a blue shirt with the sleeves all the way down. We noticed this in Stanford. Is that Jim is now a long sleeve. Uh, and Ryan does not give up the seat to Jim. And he seems a little bit... Uh, Dismayed by that one. Jim is a nice guy. That's why I got the desk. A little smile from Ryan. Toby gives Kevin a nice big box and says this is from Stanford. And he, and he explains in a talking head, they don't give him much responsibility, but they do let me shred company documents, and that is really all I need. It's a stables paper shredder. We have Dwight looking very suspicious of Andy. I don't think we've been introduced. Regional director in charge of sales. My title is manager in it. I'm a director. Which on a film set is the highest title there is. Do you know anything about film? These two. Do you 
140 films. A long handshake between the two. Well, an uncomfortable smile. Jim comes back to say hi to Toby. Gives him a fist bump. A little awkward between the two of them. And, uh, I don't know. It's a weird one. He just walks away. The entire interaction was like 40 seconds, maybe. Maybe 30. He sits down. Andy Gardner in the back. Kevin shredding. He look, it shreds anything. It will shred a CD. Shredded. It will shred a credit card. And then he realizes he shouldn't have shredded that credit card. Now we got the door closed of Michael practicing. Dwight comes in. Who's higher, assistant regional manager or higher sale? And then uh, Dwight wants to know who gets paid more. It's not more or less, it's just different for Michael. Who reports to who? I don't care, Dwight. You all report to me. Oh, Michael is not having it. Dwight. Andy is totally under Dwight's skin. He leaves. Oh, there's Kelly with a huge hug for Jim. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes had a baby. Brad Pitt and Angelina also had a baby. And both babies are amazing. And he says, what's new with you? I just told you. That little, uh, that little die, like, you know, both babies are amazing. I can see a lot of Jean Ralphio in that one, the way that he acts. There was, like, a lot of, like, the mannerisms were very silly. I like that. I never really, never really caught that. We have Michael inviting everybody into the conference hall. The official merger day, all family welcome breakfast. And there's everybody coming in. Champagne for guests only, Meredith. Smoked salmon for guests. Uh, consider it cow meat, poison beef for Kelly. He only got enough for the new people, I guess. Toby suggests some orientation materials, and he says, this is an orientation, not a orientation. Do not worry, Martin. Uh, all questions are about to be answered. Turn off all cell phones and pagers. Karen hands a piece of gum to Jim, and Pam looks a little suspicious of that. Not suspicious, just like, oh, she noted it. She just noted it. And now we have him introducing the video. And I love, I think I've talked about this in past episodes, I love the TV rack that they use in here that's like the elementary middle school giant TV on a big cart. And we got Lazy Scranton. Go to Shagan. It's been pretty. The Electric City. The Electric City, Scranton, what? No one's really uh, by 
buying this. Andy seems to be into it. Jim says the orientation that he, video that he had was the Scranton Witch Project. And it's uh, Michael doing doing a recreation of that. The Amazon Museum. Go in the compact spot. 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 So far, I think it is killing, Michael says. It would be an A or an A+. Plus. But I forgot there's an A++. Plus plus. Now we have a shot of Karen recording her voicemail. Jim says, terrible. Not bad. But you are Italian. Try it more Italian. Listen to Karen, I feel a belly. Please lead me the message. Abundanza. And then she just records it again when he walks away. It's weird to see everybody in these seats. They, this whole season, they shift around a lot before the end of the season. Andy getting really enjoying being under Dwight's skin. He says, hey, buddy. Anything to report? Sure thing, buddy. Hmm. Yes. The angrier he gets, the more marginalized he becomes. Meanwhile, Andy Bernard is laying on the charm. So then, does Andy work at accounting? Because, oh. And then, okay, so he's sitting next to Angela. He puts up uh, a picture of a cat. She really likes it. You have such a pretty smile, Angela. Dwight, Dwight starts to look over there. That one's an accidental one. I don't think he realizes that he's already in there. But And now we have Jim and Pam in the vending machines. Pam wants to know where his grape soda is. She invites Jim to get a coffee. And Jim says tonight he's still getting settled. Michael says, sorry to interrupt. And it's uh, just an awkward moment between the three of them. Jim's got to get back to work. Poor Pammy. Pammy's swinging and missing. In her talking head, she says, it's fine, fine. It's great, a lot of distractions, but it's good. Now we have a shot of uh, Ryan on the phone. And uh, I can't remember what her name is. Is, is pumping breast milk. And he says it's distracting. Oh, here we go. We have a shot of Martin that looks at Stanley. Gives him a nod and a little, like, uh, chest bump. Stanley's like, no, 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 brother. Don't even. Now you have Creed. It's a, what is a picture of that? Squid's eye? And she says it's her left breast. Right place at the right time, says Creed. And Kevin's there like, oh, who, who? Karen, what is that smell? 
Must be an air freshener plugged in somewhere. Smells like a funeral home. Phyllis trying to look around. Never mind. I'm allergic to your perfume. Bob Vance bought me this perfume. She says, Who, who's Bob Vance? You have a lot to learn about this town, sweetie. That's what it is. Oh. Stanley, I've sat downwind of Phyllis's stinky perfume for years, never said a word. Yet everybody, uh, Everybody getting used to it. Oh, there's a shot of Stanley sucking down Jello. <laughs> I wonder, it's like at this point, many people aren't going back to offices right now. And this kind of highlights like, what? why do we do that? Integration celebration. Now Michael is taking off his jacket and playing uh, Boombox. A night at the Roxbury. Boom. Oh, no music coming. Dwight tries to fix it. Dwight. Uh, and uh, Andy saves him. It'll hurt me. Hurt me. Michael's doing the heavy, heavy head bob. Jim gives the, the camera a nice nod there, like, yeah, this is, this is it here. They're doing the, the hump to Gardner, Yumi. My, why is my nose so edgy? Michael and Andy are having a great time in front of everybody. Very funny, my Dwight. Very funny, Michael. Why are there people on the table? Says Michael. To show them that we are not above them. Shouldn't we be equals? Not today. Tony, please join them. I don't think that's a good idea. We're all friends here. He said I can't physically get on the table. Use the momentum of your lower half to boost yourself up. Knees going over. Big guy. My dad was a big guy. Please don't. Uh-oh. Dwight comes over too. I'm... <laughs> Michael says I'm under this hawk. Here. They're pushing. <laughs> he says I'm right in the crack. Oh my god. Tony says, look, I'm sorry. It's not going to work for me. I have to go. He says I was on the fence. It's not a good fit. I can't work here. I have to quit. My goal is shocked by this. You can't quit on the first day. 
What happened? Was it Toby? No, Toby was helpful, kind. It's your management style. This is news to Michael. Shocking news, really. Says that Lacey Scranton was not funny. Was it supposed to be? Don't bother quitting, because you're fired. We don't have quitters on this team. There's nothing in my desk except coupons. Take your bad vibes with you. Remember, I suggested that you fired him. What advice has Andy given to you that you've acted on? Fire Andy. Fire Andy. Michael. Not having it. Andy. Dwight may have won the battle, but I will win the next battle. Maybe because some people treat it like a private Hooter strip club, Michael says. Hooters is a restaurant with over 400 locations worldwide. Stanley says, look, we don't have to get along, we just have to work together. Or have we forgotten the words of the Reverend King? Today was supposed to be a marriage, the loving union between people. Instead, it's like when my mom moved in with Jeff, and once again, it becomes my job to fix it. Oh, okay, here's a good... Michael comes running in. Those guys from Vance Refrigeration. They left the air out of our tires. They pumped us. Come on. Come on, everyone. Dwight is like, what? Jim heads out with Karen. Pam seems kind of uh, taken aback by it momentarily. We cannot get, let them get away with this. We gotta pull them together as one and steal their refrigerators. Toby says, I don't think we can do that. He says, go home, Toby. Martin notices no flat tire. A hate note on my windshield. You guys suck. You can never pull together as one and revenge us. That is why you suck. And everybody kind of heads back in. Mm. Karen, scratching Jim's back, walks back inside. This is egregious. This is egregious. Now they have the whole group over on the corner, and they're discussing just how disruptive Michael is. And when do you people work? We find little times. Bob Vance has an air pump. He would fill all of our tires. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Michael says, hey, look, mission accomplished. It's like a bunch of fourth graders. Sometimes you just all have to hate the lunch lady. By the end of the fourth grade, the lunch lady was the person Michael hung out with the most. And that explains some things. 
Jello, Pam. Did you fire Tony Gardner when he was trying to trying to quit? Do you realize we now have to pay him severance? But do you realize that was Dwight's idea? Jim is your number two, not Dwight. He's the only one that worked with both groups. She sent a memo. I do read the memos. Dwight. Dwight, Andy, and Jim are all in the room. I decided to make Jim your number two. It doesn't come with a pay raise. It does. Who will be your new number three? That Michael has not decided. Andy says, look, you've hired, you've handled the situation with great aplomb. Dwight, your leadership, shut up, shut up, he says. Suck up. Now we have a shot at night. Jim climbing into his car. Where are you at, Filipelli? She's at the grocery store. Gonna give herself a lobotomy. You want me to Cooper's? I need a drink. And then there's a shot of Pam coming out to her car. We have Jim coming out to talk to her. And he says, I feel like things are weird today. I think I should tell you that I started seeing someone. Pam, that's cool. You can do whatever you want. We're friends. We'll always be friends. It's good to have you back. Strong Pam. It's like a real, uh, it's like a heartbreaking moment. Because you wanted them to get back together. But then there's Karen. I don't think we should hate Karen though. I think Karen's pretty good for Jim. For now. Things don't go so well later. As we know. Then we end the season. Or the the episode with Kevin putting lettuce into the shredder. And doing put a little dressing on it. Literal lettuce. Now we get Dwight and Andy. Your dork mobile. Vintage American Muscle in the car. Luxurious yet rugged Nissan Xterra. Xterra isn't a word. It's Latin for Earth. You drive an X-Earth. I'd rather drive a classic Trans Am than an X-Earth. 1985 called it. What's it called? Harback. I drive an 87. I go back to the future and no one came to your funeral. Why don't you go ahead and go die? Really well-constructed sentence. You should be an English professor at Cornot University. This is a real good back and forth here between... If you were driving a Trans Am, you'd be the smartest idiot in the whole world. Nice cough. It's like 
It's like totally a fifth grader back and forth between the two of them. Got the best of that interchange, says Dwight. And that's it. So, we wrap here at uh, the merger. I didn't realize that episode was so long, and I had a lot of preamble on that one. So, this will probably be one of the longest episodes so far. We're back to regular episodes in the future here with the convict next week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. By now, everybody should be asleep and rested. I hope you all sleep well. Sweet dreams. Sleep tight. Good night. This has been a Great Scott production.